The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, hello, hello to everyone that is listening to this program. To the best of my knowledge, around 30,000 people around the world who listen to this uh, broadcast uh, and uh, my interviews and lectures, and I'm very pleased with that. Today we have uh, what they call in the professional language a big fish, one of the biggest people that I have known, and I'm very proud to know him and to be my friend and past client, Ricardo Salinas from Mexico. Uh, welcome, Ricardo. How are you? Thank you, Doctor. It's a pleasure and an honor to be with you again. Uh, I don't know about the big fish, but uh, I'll try my best. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell us about your company? Because I think that's going to make it clear why you are a big fish. You know, you, you, uh, I, I think you should, well, maybe I should say that to correct me because I may be out of date. Last time I was working with you, you had two television networks and 40 local stations. You had a bank, the fastest growing bank of Latin America. You had uh, retail stores, around 1,800 retail stores. You have uh, 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 pension plans. You had two telephone companies. Uh, 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 Update us. Where am I wrong now? (laughs) Well, as you know, the guys who have the e-type, we can't keep uh, track of all the children, so it's even hard for me. <laughs> anyway, we've uh, well, we've grown to now 6,000 points of sale. We have acquired a new company in the States with uh, 2,500 stores for, for uh, small loans. And uh, we also got into the mining business. We have a very large uh, copper and, uh, and uh, titanium operation. And uh, I also decided that it was a good idea to go into renewable energy business. So all of those things are new since uh, since you went away. <laughs> so how many employees do you have all together today? We have 80,000, 80. How many? 80,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Okay, uh, Ricardo, I really I lost track of you because when we started, First of all, how long ago was it when you and we started working together? I think it was about 91, Doctor, so it's uh, almost 20 years now. (laughs) It was a long run. And how how big was the company in 91? Well, we had about 54 stores, and we must have had about maybe maybe 2,000 employees maximum. So in 20 years, 
you went from 2,000 employees to 80,000 employees, from 50 stores to actually a conglomerate. But it's important for the, for the listeners to hear that you are in such a variety of industries, banking, yes. telephone company, uh, television, uh, renewable energy, mining. I mean, it is an incredible variety. And, uh, and it went from 2,000 employees and 50 stores to such an enormous big... Uh, I, I cannot ask you what the capitalization because there is no... There is no capitalization of the parent company, right? The totality is not in any one place. Am I right? That's true, but the, the ones that are public add up to about uh, twelve billion dollars. But that's not not all of it. So, yeah, twelve billion dollars. Twelve billion dollars. All right, my God. How do you explain your success? Do you have an explanation? Because this is a real success story. In 20 years is a long time, but still, you know, most companies did not make such an increase in, in, in success in 20 years. Uh, but the most important thing is the variety of industries you're in, because most companies, when they do that, such a conglomeration, they fail. What do you attribute the success? And if the business has contributed, I would definitely like to hear that. Well, yes, doctor. Of course, uh, uh... My, my personality is such that I love what I do, and I, I put a lot of time into this, a lot of effort. And often you have to sacrifice other things, such as friends, hobbies, even sometimes the family. So you have to have a very uh, driving force to be able to create this kind of, of thing. Uh, also, uh, I have to say that, that uh, I have been very fortunate in the the people who accompany me in these adventures, I have been fortunate to have very good friends and, and, and partners working with me and for me. So, of course, the team is, is an important, very important part of what's happening. And, of course, the, the Adesis methodology and your help was, was very important because I learned how to think, you know, in terms of a strategy, a structure, and then the staffing in compensation and processes. So every time that uh, we, we think of a major diversification or, or acquisition, uh, I'm always thinking, is this the right strategy? Is it well articulated? Is it a good idea to go into this? And then if we're going to do the strategy, we need to have, be sure who we have it before we even continue to talk because there's lots of good ideas in the world and there's very few people who can actually implement them. So who is going to do it is extremely critical as you get bigger. And then you get into all the, uh, the things about structure, which I always try to, to, um, uh, to connect with compensation. I think compensation is an absolutely key thing that aligns the, the people who work uh, with the shareholders and, uh, and then we, we think about all the processes and systems that, that need to, to make this happen. So I would say those three things are, are there on the table, Doctor. Very interesting. I want to emphasize it for the audience. It is really you look at strategy, structure, reward system, and on the top of it, the people. So if you have the good people, the good compensation, the good strategy, and the good structure, you probably have, and obviously from that, not just the processes that are necessary, you have the right thing to make it successful. 
But how do you do that when you're in such a variety of industries? Maybe how do you know what to do in a variety of industries? What about the knowledge of the industry itself? How do you know mining, phone, television, banking? <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you how do you manage the, the variety of knowledge? Well, that's an interesting question, and, and really the thing is, I like to I like to learn, and I personally spend a lot of time with that. When I started with uh, our original business, it was retailing, so I made it a point to find out everything there was to learn about retailing and stores. You know, so uh, I sort of became a pretty good expert at retailing and stores, and then. And we had the opportunity to buy the television. So for another 10 years or so, I went into everything that had to be related to television production, media, technology, and I learned a lot about that. And there we had the opportunity to go into the mobile phone business, so I became kind of an expert on that too. And all along, we were doing banking because banking to me is not – taking deposits. It's actually banking is lending money and getting it back. So uh, we were, I've, I've been uh, doing that ever since we started. And so on. So the, one day I decided that the mining was a very interesting thing, and I started learning about that. And uh, I'm not so good at that yet, but uh, I think we can get, get the knowledge. And also having the right people, you know, experts in each industry working for you helps a lot. But definitely, the, the leadership has to know about what it's what it's what it's all about. Otherwise, I mean, how can you get into a, a business you don't know? Ricardo, you have a track record of really having a replacement of a lot of good managers, not good managers, a lot of top managers. You replace them very fast. I mean, you don't hold too long for somebody you don't like. How do you evaluate people, and how do you decide whom to fire and whom to keep? Well, you know, actually, I think uh, what you just said is that is actually wrong. I have, if if I'm, I can repent about one thing in life is not to be uh, fast enough to get rid of, of people who I already know are not going to make it in in the business. It's uh, sometimes you see these this thing happening and you you feel it, you know it, and you take too long to decide to get rid of of the person. And then when you finally do it, you say, "Wow, I should have done it years ago." So I will take issue about that judgment. It's one of my mistakes to hold on to people too long. Uh, but since we have uh, put in place our, our new, uh, let's say, review system, uh, I have become much more effective at actually sitting down with people and talking to them about what's, what's good and what's bad and what needs to be fixed. And I didn't used to do that before. Uh, on a regular basis, I more I used to sort of fly by the seat of the pants and, and have a lot of contact uh, uh, in day-to-day -day operations. But it's not the same thing as sitting down and having a formal review and a formal evaluation. So uh, I think that's an area where I could definitely improve. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, you are pretty good from my experience working with many, many executives. You have an eye, you know. You look at the people and you actually know who is going to make it and who not. And I was always wondering, what gives you the signal? What, 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 is the, what is the taste bud? What is the smell? What is the signal that tells you this guy is not going to make it? Maybe you're holding too long to them. That's a different discussion. But you already know. You actually know who is 
good and who is not good enough. And, 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 and from working with you for 10 years, I noticed that you really give the people fantastic conditions to work. I mean, the, the best dining room, the drivers, cars, everything possible for them to really feel uh, good in, in the company. Uh, uh, but then you expect from them a lot too. But how do you know who is yes and who is not? Do you have a feeling? How do you get that feeling? What is the signals you get? Well, that's a hard one, huh? Let me think. Um, well, of course, I, I, I mean, I look at the results. Ricardo, the easiest way to think is, think about, I don't want to mention his name. The guy with the letter S. The fat guy, whatever his name is, never mind the name. When did you feel this guy has to go? And I know I was holding you and telling you, don't let him go. Don't let him go. I, if I, I'm responsible that he was there longer than you wanted to keep him. When did you say this is not going to work? What was the signal? What was when you said the hell with it is not going to work? Well, in that case, there was some very specific project that needed to uh, to be uh, working and would result in a very specific uh, time frame. And uh, at the end, uh, that was what, what really did it. But, but it took me a long time. It, I should have got rid of that guy a long, long time ago because it was always, you know, something that he was, he was a very nice guy, passionate, and he said all the right things, but he didn't execute anything. And uh, so I think I have a very uh, strong preference for people who actually do things, even if their management style is not so polished or even if they're not so good with other people. But I respect a lot the people who can actually say, uh, this is what I'm going to do on this date, and then they show up and it's done. Uh, that, I think, is the number one number one. Uh, quality, of course, when when you're talking about a big business and you have so many things going on, it, it becomes more difficult to evaluate what has actually been done because there's always some good things and some bad things. Uh, so I don't think I'm such a good expert on that, Doctor. I say it as I uh, I would uh, I would argue that uh, my my qualities in, in in getting rid of rid of people are not not the best. You know something, you told me some time ago when I was working with you that you give the people everything to feel good, but then you expect from them absolutely the maximum and the best possible total commitment to excellence. And if they do not perform totally, totally to the top of their capabilities and the top of their what's expected to be absolutely perfect, you, you actually give a hell of a tough time. And you say that that, instead of demotivating people because expectations are so high, you claim just the opposite. This creates a tremendous loyalty and people are killing themselves to perform the best they can and they like it that way. Did I misunderstood yes. you? Yes, yes. I, I think yeah, that what you're saying that is correct. Uh, you see, in, in, in my country and in my company, we have the fortune of, uh, of uh, having people that that, that that stick around for a long time. It's not like in the United States where people, you know, they change jobs, jobs like they change uh, underwear. Uh, here uh, in the culture of, of, of Latin culture, still the uh, the authority figure and, uh, and uh, well, the, the, the main shareholder or owner 
it represents a lot. So people want to please and want to do a good job, and they, they really make a big effort. Of course, I also make a big point to uh, to reward them amply and uh, to make sure that they they have the best the best uh, life that they can. But but yes, I, I'm very very demanding, and uh, I, I have even a, a written policy saying that you know my my pact with people is uh, I will do anything that's required to uh, protect them and, and help them, and I expect absolute 100% commitment and loyalty in return. That's the starting point. Let me underline that for the audience. It's a mutual commitment. You are committed totally to them, totally to them, but you expect them to be totally committed to you in return. And that is a kind of a very important trust. Uh, uh, Ricardo, we have to take a break, and then we'll come back and continue. This is a very important point I want to amplify. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS Management Methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide. Introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the ADESIS Institute today. The ADESIS Speakers Bureau can present the ADESIS Methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two- four- or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Okay, we are back to the, on, on, on the air, and uh, we are with Ricardo Salinas of Mexico, one of the biggest uh, businessmen of Mexico, with, uh, as you heard, those that were in the program from the beginning, with 80,000 employees and in a variety of industries, banking, television, uh, 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 renewable energy, mining, uh, I mean, I cannot, uh, retailing, I cannot even uh, remember everything. I don't think he can remember everything either. I need to know uh, 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 for the audience, because this is about the Adesis program, if you can identify what was the 
I've been with you for 10 years, right? More, maybe than 10 years. Who knows? Maybe 15 years. Uh, yeah, working, 15. We're very closely with you for 15 years. And uh, from starting with the time when we, you know, you bought the television company. And then when I, I take credit for that, that I finally convinced you that you have a bank and you opened the bank. Uh, what was the, if really honestly, what was the biggest contribution that you think that Adidas did for your company? What, what was the, can you point to something that you say? Because 15 years is a long time, and you paid me a fortune this, during these 15 years. And the private plane to pick me up to Santa Barbara, private plane to return me to Santa Barbara. I mean, this was, a, like you say, a total commitment to me and expected total commitment in return. And I appreciate that. <laughs> well, doctor, I'm still waiting for my credit note, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still expecting my discount, uh. So don't uh-huh. take too long. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think uh, that, that that you did a, a very good work with us, and it was actually a expensive uh, in terms of a lot of money, but I think it was uh, good value, absolutely good value in terms of results and, and take home. So, again, I think the, the, the thing that, that uh, you uh, uh, gave me that that that, that – really make a difference for me is to be able to think in terms of the strategy and the structure, the structure required to execute the strategy. I think yes. I got pretty good at that too, by the way. <laughs> no, you, by the way, I want everybody to know, you became so good in doing structures that you were correcting my structures and I was really impressed on it. You could find the mistakes in what I was doing, which is nobody else succeeded to do that. So this is very, very impressive. Yes, but I think that was a very important tool, and uh, if you don't have the tool, it's very difficult for you to get good at it. Now, having the tool doesn't actually make you good. You need to, you need to understand the business, which is the machinery uh, to which you're going to apply the tool. So I think that combination of having the right tool and the right understanding has helped me to, to set up good structures, actually good structures, and according to the um, – well, to the, to the management principles that, that you have developed over time, you know, never putting the A over the E and that kind of thing. So maybe you can explain that to the audience. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, 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 I, the, I already gave all these lectures in the previous sessions. Basically, there are principles, for those that don't know, you're right, thank, me, thank you for directing me in that direction. In our structure, it's not just anything that makes sense. It is uh, there are some principles, like in architecture, there are principles that you should not violate. And, um, and uh, this methodology is how to do the structure correctly so that you can get a complementary team and you can better, get better decisions. You know, good fences make good neighbors. So the whole idea of architecture of a company, it is a neglected field that most people don't know how to do structure company correctly. They structure around people rather than around the task. And to teach how to structure correctly, just for the knowledge of the audience, it takes me three years to teach people how to do structure correctly. And I even have a graduate school, a digital graduate school, when we grant doctorates in the, this field. And structure is a key component of that training. And Ricardo is one of the few clients around the world who picked up the methodology so well that he could look at the structure and immediately know what's right and what's wrong, and now he can do it all by himself which really made me unnecessary anymore. Uh, Ricardo, (laughs) 
the other associates of the institute. You were working with with Amir. You were working with quite a few number of people, not just a, not just me personally. Do you remember any contribution that they made? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, the, the 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 team building exercises that Amir did were actually very useful in terms of building this mutual trust and respect and commitment. Um, but again, I think those exercises nowadays are fairly common. The other idea that, that was very, um, uh, very important it was the, what Shimon Rajani said about the, or implemented with the black books, you know, with the numbers. Oh. Or you call right. it, the, what do you call it, the green books? Which one you call the it? Book. The blue books, the blue books. The blue book, right. I always said that that was the wrong color because that was the, 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 the it should be it the should green be color, which is the color of money, right? Yeah, yeah. It should be the green books. You're right. You're right. Okay. So this but is the case, it, was, I, it was too late to change your way of thinking. And, but the, the point being that there has to be internal accountability and you have to understand the flow of money from one business unit to another. I think that was a very important thing and it has helped me to create an absolutely top class, uh, I think, uh, unique information systems that I can look at today and, and see in very short time what's wrong or what's good with the business. So that was also an important part. This is excellent, excellent. Ricardo, I would think you should share with the audience something that really made me stop and think. Actually, my jaw fell off because it was the most advanced of my methodology anybody ever around the world has ever done. And it is you stopped budgeting. You remember you told me that when I was at, at your place for dinner, you said, the hell with budgeting. You look at actuals. And I, uh, yeah. can you tell audience about it? Well, we, my idea has always been that the, the predicting the future isn't what it used to be, to quote Will Rogers. Uh, and it's very difficult, you know, to, to know what's going to happen with the business and this and that and the other, especially the, the farther out you go. So we found that we were, and also considering the environment in which we operate, which is of uh, very fast changes in the economic level, at the macro level, uh, I, I thought that we were spending way too much time coming up with these budgets that uh, at the end of the day, we're just, that number there didn't mean too much, and we're spending too much time. So I decided that it was a better idea to uh, work with comparisons and to look at incremental change from one point to another. So let me give you an idea. We will take, uh, I, I cut up the, the year into weekly periods, and for me, that's a religion. I don't care what business it is, it has to be viewed on a weekly basis. And then you can see uh, on a graph all kinds of trends on a weekly basis. And you also can compare one business unit to another if they're similar, for example, in our bank, we'll have, you know, 27 regions, and they do the same products in those regions. But I can immediately tell which regions are overperforming and which ones are underperforming. So we can focus our attention to that. Also, if you have the product view, you can immediately tell which products are growing and contributing and which are not. So using comparisons and weekly change, uh, made, uh, for me, a better system because uh, we can adjust faster 
Now, we do have a budget, but it's a different kind of budget. It's a, it's a very sort of top-level thing, a very top-level thing that tells you, like, uh, how much uh, uh, capital expense uh, we're going to do for next year. We have to have that so we can uh, get the money, you know, that, that sort of thing. But uh, other than that kind of high-level planning for the gross sales and gross costs and gross margins, uh, I don't I don't have a lot of trust in, in – and the ability to forecast uh, at the micro level for like an uh, extended period of time. I want to, uh, to, to make a commentary on what you just said, because this is the most advanced of the diesel methodology I've ever seen anybody apply, and I really want to applaud you, Ricardo, for doing that. Many companies, a mistake that they do is that they reward people and they manage the actual versus the budget. And if the actual is not according to the budget, people get hit over their head. And then they go, don't get rewards and the whole mess starts. Why? Because people learn to lie, to budget very low so that they can meet the budget. So what is happening? People's expectations go down. They expect for themselves very little in order to not to be punished. So that the actual versus budget is a wrong way to manage. And I've been lecturing it all over the world, but you have listened, and I really appreciate that. I call it managed by the actual. Managed by the actual. If you do budgeting, it is only for the purposes of knowing cash flow, you know, in order to know where, you know, what's, what might happen so that you can prepare yourself as an alternative scenario, but not in order to punish and reward. Punish and reward. You know, it's very interesting what you're mentioning because also when you do the comparisons, you can see the top performers and see what they are doing compared to the bottom performers. And then that's a very good example of what happened to us this year with the bank. We were we were having you know a credit issuance run rate of X per week, and then I found out that there were some people in the organization who could do five times more than the average. So guess what? That got me thinking. If we can get the other people to issue credit at that rate, we could increase the size of our, of our credit portfolio by five times. And guess what happened this year? We did that yes. by looking at best practices and best performances. We increased by four times the amount of placements that the, that the bank is doing. Excellent, excellent. Applaud you. This is wonderful. Managed by actual, managed by actual, not budget versus actual. Because you're teaching people. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. You should, have seen, you should have seen the faces of the people when I told them that the new budget was four times what I expected from them before. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Ricardo, let's take a break. Let's take a break and come back. And I want to talk to you about your reward system. Just a second. Break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. 
Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Ricardo, uh, we are now talking to Ricardo Salinas Pliego, who is one of the biggest businessmen of Russia. Of, uh, Russia. Jesus, I'm so much in Russia. I'm in Russia with everything else. Of Mexico. And by the way, Ricardo, I, I don't know whether you got it or not, but I sent you some my speech in Russia at the Investors Forum in Sochi when I had the Prime yes. Minister listening to me for 20 minutes. Did you get it? Yes, I did. I thought it was very interesting point what you said about changing the mentality of the Russian uh, culture. It's uh, going to take some time, but I think it can be done because at the end of the day, uh, people do what's in their best interest. So, By the way, no, that, that I was, I'm going to have that, that uh, the speech of mine repeat in November. We are having 30 CEOs coming out of Monterrey to Santa Barbara to spend two days with me. I wish you would come, but, you know, you're always so busy. Uh, I, you know, I'm inviting you. Uh, well, send me the invitation, and maybe, maybe we can do it. Okay, well, I would be sure to send you the Or send somebody, you know, send Pedro, send somebody. So I'm going to, because that speech of mine about the importance of, uh, of mutual trust and respect as a, as, a, as a source of growth and success in the country is also applies to Mexico. The same problem, you know, with the corruption and uh, the terrorism and, and all the problems, that is what's holding back the growth of the country that could be much bigger if they had solved that problem. So we are going to repeat the speech all over again. All right, let's go talk about uh, 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 your reward system. You say that you reward the people very well. What is your reward system? How, what do you reward people? How do you reward people? Well, my concept is that everybody should be in here for for a base uh, amount of money that that sort of uh, hygienic, you know, that to cover their expenses. But that uh, the real the real money comes from the bonus based on performance. And and on that respect, I expect them to make two or three times more than their base. So I have a huge uh, tilt towards bonus and um, and based on on good results. Also. I, I recognize that, that there's many times when you have extraordinary results. 
because of situations that arise. You might you know, buy a business very cheap or you might sell it very expensive or, I don't know, some deal might come through. And in that case, uh, I, I have a clear policy of, 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 of sharing with uh, the responsible people on, on, the, on the basis of the extraordinary uh, performance. So it's basically that. It's a base which is relatively low. Relatively low. You could probably make more money working for another company. That's what I mean. That's it. Well, I, want to, I want to make everybody in the audience hear that. Because this is also the, this methodology that you're applying religiously. You know, it's wonderful. The pay, the fixed pay should be below market rate. With the bonus, it yeah. should be significantly above market rate. Yes, exactly. So let's say you can make for 100 in the market. I'm going to pay a base of 80. But with a bonus, you're going to go up to 200 or 250. And the bonus is decided subjectively. It's how you feel the day. You just look at the guy and say, well, you're worth so much. How do you decide how much to give bonus? Well, I take into account, uh, it takes a lot of time and effort for me to do that, but I do it because uh, I think that the top 20, 30, or 40 people that work with me uh, deserve that kind of attention. And basically what I think about is that we do well, that we make money, that there are things going well in general. And now in, in specific, in the business unit that these people are, how is the situation going? Is it going well or is it not? Whatever. And based on those things, and, and then I think of what is their, their specific contribution to the business unit. Uh, and then I make a decision. I make a call, and that's it. So, yeah, it's basically a, a very subjective thing. But people are never upset that you did not appraise them correctly, that you were unjust, that you were giving them not enough bonus. It didn't happen? Well, I'll tell you what happens is uh, I, I tend to uh, sort of be uh, – on the on the easy side on the evaluation, but if after if I have somebody who who doesn't get a bonus one year and then doesn't get a bonus next year, he's on his way out and he knows it. So he might they might get upset for some other reason, but if you don't get a bonus, it means you're not pulling your weight. But look, look. Let's assume that you go salary plus up to three hundred percent of salary in bonus, right? Up to three hundred percent. Am I right? Yes, that's right. Okay, so if you give somebody only 100% rather than 300%, do they get upset? Do they feel that you are screwing them or what? Does it, does, is there a problem? Well, we have a conversation, you know. We have a conversation, but at the end of the day, uh, if, if they would make, if, if, if their base salary uh, plus bonus at the end of the day is still above market, uh, it's, not, it's not in their interest to leave, you know. But I you know my, 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 my approach to them and my speech is, the happiest day of my life is when I give huge bonuses because that means that we're all making money and the companies are doing great. So I'm very happy those days. So if, and if I'm not giving bonuses, I'm not so happy. And they should not be happy either. Let's, let's, let me emphasize for the audience to hear the theoretical framework behind it. And it is mutual trust. And the, why is the trust here important? What Ricardo has is sharing generously, this is generously, how many people give 300% of the basic salary in a bonus? This is very generous. And I personally, Ricardo, I wanted to know, I appreciate your generosity. You were generous with me too. 
And, and, and because you're generous, people are also generous in return. They just knock themselves out. I've never seen a company where people still work 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. You know, they work, sometimes they don't go even home, they stay and work through the night. It is a commitment which is unbelievable. And even if you don't get 300% bonus, if you get 100% bonus, you're still a hell of a lot above the market rate. So you cannot complain. You might feel uncomfortable, but you will not complain. So the generosity and the Ricardo feeling happy to share if the company is doing very well, this is the secret here of the success because some people are cheap. They don't want to share. They want to make maximum for themselves. And as it makes maximum for themselves, the other people do not contribute as much. Ricardo, yeah, that kind of people, I don't want them aboard, you know. That kind of people we don't look for. And as a matter of fact, now we also have a, a new program that, that uh, we've developed uh, since, since uh, we stopped working with you, doctor. But it, it goes to this point. I'm now requiring our people, uh, our top people especially, to actively participate in social action projects of which we have more than 40. And that is also changing a lot the way they see the world and the way they feel about things. Because many wow. times we are so concerned about how we are doing that we forget about how other people are doing. And uh, it really uh, connects you with the world. Oh, my God. I want to hear more about it. Let's take a break. This is a very important point. Let's hear more about it. What a break. Break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The ADESIS methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1 866 472. 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to Paula at adesis.com. Spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, 
and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. We were talking to Ricardo Salinas Priego from Mexico, one of the biggest businessmen of Mexico, with 80,000 employees in a variety of industries. And right before the break, he told us about a requirement of every top executive in his company to be socially involved. Ricardo, this is very exciting. Can you tell us about it? What are they involved? What are they doing? And what are the results? Well, I'm, uh, I'm asking them to be uh, committed 100% to business, but I found that uh, by doing so, they were also being isolated from what's happening in society and a bit isolated also in terms of, of how um, comparatively well we're doing uh, compared to other people. So uh, we decided that it was a very good idea to be part of social action projects and that put you in touch with people who are less fortunate to situations, and you actually give um, your time, which is the most valuable asset ever, not money. You give your time, and, and you get into contact with, uh, with social workers uh, that do their job for no money at all, and you get into contact with um, uh, disadvantaged uh, people like you know, children with cancer or or uh, uh, girls that don't have a home or that kind of thing. And, and, and it really changes your perspective on, on what's in, uh, important and what really counts in life. So, yes, we're looking at the business, but we're also uh, putting this uh, extra human touch, you know. Have you followed up on the idea that I suggested years ago that you should kind of uh, adopt a state, uh, one of the failing states of Mexico, and really help with your knowledge and with your resources to help that state? Have you done that? Yes. As a matter of fact, yes. We've, we've done that with Japan, which is one of the most backward states, you know. And we have a huge presence and commitment and investment in the state. We have a soccer team there. We have a local station. Now we're doing some uh, uh, social work with plantations. We built a, sustain, a sustainable city, you know, because the problem was that the people were living in the, in the hills and the jungles. It was very difficult to bring uh, water, electricity, and, and uh, medicine to them, education. So we came up with this model of a rural city. And it's actually been uh, uh, signaled and, 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 and we got a, a prize from the United Nations for that concept. And, and we're doing all that in the state of Chiapas, yeah. Fantastic. I remember when I recommended that each one of you oligarchs of Mexico adopt a state. Did Slim adopt a state too, or just you? Well, I take issue to the oligarch word. <laughs> 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 just successful businessmen could do this uh, better. I think that I have been extremely lucky in having a very special person, Mr. Moctezuma, uh, who is a, a, absolutely a crack guy for social action. And just as I have another very special person, uh, Mr. Pedro Padilla, who's a crack guy at, at deals and, and, and finance and, and M&A, uh, this other section, you know, which is the, the social action, 
has has been of, of, of great impact. Our, our latest project, I don't know if you're aware, but we, we now have 50 youth orchestras. So we take uh, young children from 7 to 17, and we organize them in an orchestra together with the state government. And instead of, of having these kids in the streets, you know, doing drugs or doing violence, they're playing four hours a day of practice for the orchestra. It absolutely changes their lives. And uh, what we're doing here is building human beings through music, but the point is not for them to learn music, which they do, but the point is to learn to work as a team, to have self-respect, to, to uh, actually deliver an excellent performance. So that is about being excellent human beings. Fantastic, fantastic. Why, why? This is, you know, it's very gratifying, Ricardo. You know, when I threw an idea 10 years ago to see that out that little seed became a big tree, almost a forest. This is what, uh, uh, are we still doing Electra Parks? Yes, we've done Electra Parks, but we found, for example, that there was another program which was more more important, which was cleaning Mexico. There was tons of trash all over the place. We've done already three in national movements, and the last one we had six million people in the streets, in the street picking up garbage. It was a huge yes. success. Bravo, 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 bravo. My God, I remember talking to Montezuma about it. I said, let's start, you know, cleaning our own streets. You know, not <laughs> wait for the government to do it for us. We do it. My God, I hope the audit audience here understands. <clears throat> a businessman and a business organization as an agent of social change. This is fantastic. Ricardo, let me tell you, you just gave me an idea, and I hope you approve of it. You know, you know a company named Frisa in Monterey. Oh, you didn't the, the name again? Frisa, Frisa. No, okay. Uh, no. Okay, this we are making a movie about Frisa. How are this methodology and what is done for the company and how it grew and and I'll give you just the bottom line of it. You know, there was a flood in in Monterey and and the, oh, most of the companies there along the river were flooded. And they did not work for months until they cleaned up. In the freezer, without even the owner or the manager saying anything, the workers came in, brought their wives, their children, their extended family, cleaned up the, the factory, and the factory was back to work within a week. Unbelievable results. Why? Commitment of the workers, not just managers, workers to the bottom, to the company. <coughs> all because of the participative management that we have established in the company. Now I wonder whether you will agree that we make a movie about the Salinas group and everything that you are doing because the, I think the world should hear about it. <laughs> well, you flatter me, doctor, but believe me that uh, I, I don't really seek to have a recognition for this. We do it because we think it's good business policy and good for human development. Um, what we... What we've been able to do is, is very much in line with what you said. That I really believe that businesses, as institutions, have a huge role in society, and that uh, profit making is definitely one. Because, uh, I mean, if you don't have a profit, you're going to die. But other than that, uh, there's there's so much things that businesses can and should do to make a better business climate, a better community, and we do that out of out of uh, Convinced about it. But if you think somebody will watch a movie, we'll, we'll help you make it. 
Okay. All right. I know you have the capability to make it for sure. Ricardo, um, you know, most companies believe that the social responsibility is to make a donation to some opera house or to make a donation to some museum, and that's the end of the social responsibility. They don't understand that the most important thing is not money, but attention and time, time, time. You're devoting time and your capabilities and talent and managerial know-how to make the society start taking care of itself. I mean, I applaud you, and I really thank you very much for telling us all about it. I, um, we are unfortunately running out of time. Ricardo, all the best. Please keep in touch. Andale, nos vemos otra vez. Gracias. Will do, doctor. Let me tell you something. I congratulate you on your blog and your no fear speeches. I think you're on the right track. Keep on doing that. <laughs> thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. Bye. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.